the sales manager, that sales leader, the book stops with him or her. And the success or not of that program really lies with that middle tier. Welcome to the State of Sales Enablement Podcast with your host, Felix Kruger. Insights and actionable advice from B2B marketing and sales experts that share what it takes to achieve sales enablement excellence. Let's face it, as enablers we can do anything, but we can't do everything. Especially when you have to get more done with less. A challenge so many enablement teams are dealing with right now. That's why it is extremely important to approach a discipline like a team sport. When it comes to assembling your team, frontline sales managers are key players. Why? This is what we'll discuss with our guest in this episode. Please welcome the Global Sales Enablement Manager at Sabre Corporation, Philip Stanley. Philip, welcome to the State of Sales Enablement. So great to have you here. Thanks for joining. Thank you, Felix, for inviting me. Great to be here with you, having a chat. Philip, just so people understand where you come from, you know, in terms of your views on sales manager enablement and what your career journey has been so far, what's your background? What do you do now? I'm from the UK originally, been here in Australia for 10 years, and really my background is hotel sales. So I did that a long time in the UK, sales manager, head of sales for Travel Lodge, a UK big budget chain over there. Then kind of fell into training, sales training, as it was called back in the day. I had my own company, a small company in the UK, where I would do train hotels on customer service and train the sales team as well. And then had a fantastic opportunity to come out here to Australia to work for a software company that sold software to hotels. So didn't know much about the software, but did know about the hotels, so could help in that way. So came here 10 years ago and then have seven years ago joined Sabre, which is a technology software company, airlines predominantly, and hotels as well. Well, I joined Sabre as sales for Australia and New Zealand, so I was doing the job for this region. And then two years ago, moved into sales enablement. So having done the sales now, enable the team. Excellent. Throughout your career journey, can you pinpoint or can you think of a situation where you really thought, okay, sales managers are really key stakeholders for me from an enablement point of view? Yeah, I can actually. I think it was when I, when I was a sales manager. <laughs> so I think it dawned on me at that point that you can have great leadership, senior execs who are fully on board and saying, yeah, go do this. And you can have sales reps who are also engaged. However, if and as I was in the role, if I wasn't actually pushing, engaged and bought into sales enablement, nothing would happen because actually the sales reps do, of course, what the sales managers want them to do. And that's, you do what you're measured on. So if I'm not incorporating sales enablement techniques into my daily routine, weekly, monthly, then ultimately it's not going to happen. So why are sales managers key stakeholders of sales enablement teams in general and in your role at Sabre in particular? Yeah, I think for sales managers, the book stops with us. And I recall when I was actually a sales rep working for a company who had introduced a sales methodology, so part of sales enablement, and my manager wasn't that interested in it. So it didn't happen. It really didn't. And so again, another example of where it really was clear that the sales manager, that sales leader, the book stops with him or her, and the success or not of that program really lies 
with that middle tier. So they have to be bought in. They have to then make the sales enablement practices part of their everyday. So incorporate into their weekly meetings, into the conversation, the pipeline reviews, key moments for all sales reps is that pipeline review. And if that then becomes the norm and embedded their methodology, the enablement tools, et cetera, then you'll see success. So considering that the stakes are so high and it's so important to get frontline sales manager buy-in, what are some of the things sales enablement professionals can do to gain their buy-in? And what are some of the pitfalls they should avoid in order to build a good working relationship? That's not a hard question, actually, because given that we work in sales and we know what the sales, sales reps, sales managers, what we ask them to do in front of customers, we need to do the same. Building trust is absolutely important. They have to know that we are not just giving them tasks to do extra work, extra burden for the sake of it. This is actually going to help their jobs. It's going to provide value for them, drive revenue. And one thing that I always find interesting, if I can do anything to help them look good in front of their bosses, then that's a good thing to do. And I don't know of any customer, buyer, sales manager, et cetera, who doesn't want to look good in front of their boss. So if I can position it like that, that this is going to help, you're going to get buy-in. And is that something you think you would generally know by interacting with those frontline sales managers? Or is there something deliberate you can do to actually establish what might resonate on a larger scale across all sales managers? I think my knowledge of the organization that I'm working with would definitely help that. And it's relationships. If I can build a relationship where I know what's keeping them awake at night, what their challenges are, what works for them, what doesn't. And again, not being seen as just bringing in additional work or you have to do this and this is the way you have to do it. I think for us here at Sabre, we really do work with the sales leaders to understand how they operate. What are the unique challenges? And being a global company, we have an extra challenge of we'd like to enable the global team in one way, but that can't be done. APAC is very different from North America, which is very different from EMEA. So understanding those nuances within each region and applying the methodology or the sales enablement practices in line with those nuances really will help you on the win. So from a sales enablement perspective, the relationship with senior executive leadership, obviously extremely important because you need to gain their buy-in. You need to make sure that they're really aligned with what you're trying to do. You really support their goals. And then on the other hand, you get the frontline sales managers who are a really important stakeholder from a sales enablement point of view and in terms of the actual implementation of sales enablement initiatives. How would you say you would split your efforts and your time in terms of stakeholder management? Where does it make sense to focus and what's the percentage breakdown between senior executive leadership and sales managers? How I operate is that the majority of my time is at the sales leaders. I want to be seen as on the ground, in the trenches with them, getting through the work. And I also think that there's a slight danger if you spend too much time with the execs that sales leaders will feel, sales managers will feel that, well, hold on a minute, who are you supporting here? Are you reporting on me? And as a sales manager, I had that sense. <laughs> so I want them to know that I'm with you. We're in this together. I want to see you work for your region, for your market. And I will check in with the senior exec. But actually, I want them to hear from the exec teams themselves rather than from me about what's working, what's not working. I want them to know that 
And again, like I said earlier, the trust element is a huge deal. I think it's underrated sometimes that I need them to trust me, trust the program uh, that we're doing it for them. And does that mean aiming to gain the trust of frontline sales managers then jeopardizes the trust of senior executive leadership? Do you think that is a trade-off? I haven't seen that. I think that senior execs, if they can hear from their sales managers how great the sales enablement program is, we're winning. If they can hear in their one-to-one -one meetings that this is how sales enablement are helping me, then I think that's a massive win-win. Now, just to make this as tangible as possible for our listeners, can you think of any initiatives in your current role or in the past where the collaboration and the support of frontline sales managers has been really crucial for the success of the initiative? Yes. This year, actually, we are introducing, and we did it last year, but making them more formal, win rooms. So win room is a scenario where for a region, APAC example, we'll get all the regional managers within APAC and their sales reps talking about one particular deal. And so rather than a sales manager and a sales rep talking about an opportunity and working on it, we'll say, pick out those opportunities where you need help. You've come up against a roadblock. There are several red flags that you're struggling to get over. And the whole premise is that we are not trying to demonstrate that you, for you to prove to us every single thing you know about the deal. That is not the point. The point is we want to be able to open out the opportunity, generate collaboration. So let's all talk about one deal. It might not be my market. I might not have never heard of the company, the buying company. However, I probably have had a situation similar I probably had a stakeholder in that organization that sounds a bit like that or had a problem that maybe I can give you some advice on. And so what that's doing is then making sure that everybody's involved in the key deals, everybody's collaborating, and everybody's seeing how best to work through an opportunity, sharing best practice. And we're now implementing that twice a month, right across the year, and those dates are in the diary. So... For me, that's a key win in terms of making sure that our methodology is being used right across the region and we're collaborating. And actually, key is that we're helping our sales team close more deals and close them faster, which is the whole reason we're here. So one other topic that comes up over and over again is the transition of sellers into sales managerial roles, right? And It's almost a meme by now, or it's common wisdom that people say the best sellers don't make the best sales managers, yet I still see a lot of organizations actually using their policy to fill their sales manager positions. From an enablement point of view, when you witness that sort of way of filling positions and people transitioning for the first time in sales manager roles, what can sales enablement do to enable new sales managers? How can we provide them with a toolkit that helps them to do their job more effectively and actually generate the results that we want them to generate? From my experience, because I've been a sales manager and a sales rep, I come from a slightly different angle. So I'm able to provide practical, tactical experience into what that transition looks like and feels like. So being able to give that empathy in terms of what that process from a remote within a role And now having your peers now reporting to you. So I think that's certainly the angle that I've come from. I haven't come across it often in terms of seeing that transition. 
we here at Sabre tend to, I guess there have been a couple of people who've been promoted, but it's more uh, cross-business units that are coming across rather than from up and within. Mm. Do you think there is a certain profile if somebody is listening who might be in, a, in an executive position and they want to assemble a high-performing sales team and they want to have a sales enablement function and they want to establish what sort of sales managers they need to hire to effectively collaborate with sales enablement? Do you think there's a certain profile of sales manager that works well with sales enablement? And if we switch that around, is there also a certain profile that doesn't work well with sales enablement? Yeah. Probably the second half is easier to answer, to be fair. <laughs> That's right. We all know one. <laughs> I always think it's really interesting because sales by nature and by the way that we compensate sales reps is that we want them often to be that lone wolf, gung-ho, focused on one thing and one thing only, and go get it. And then when that's done, get the next one and the next one. So we create a challenge within ourselves in terms of here's a sales rep. And then if we promote a sales leader, the very characteristics that we wanted as a sales rep is absolutely not the ones that work for a sales manager. So I think that's definitely a challenge to overcome. And so those are the ones that I now sitting in sales and find hardest to work with. The ones who's, this is how I've done it. This is the way it's worked for me. This is how I've always done it. This is where we're going to carry on. That's, that's going to be a challenge. Right. So would you say there's a big disconnect then, especially from a sales methodology point of view? In terms of? Sales methodology. So that sales managers, because they're used to doing things a certain way, that they don't follow the methodology that you provide. They kind of have their own toolkit that they bring to the table and they teach their sales staff the same way because it's worked for them. Yes, 100%. And I'm keen to say, not in this role, but I've seen in other roles where, yes, that is absolutely the case. And I think you'll have it in all organizations, every organization. If, as soon as you start bringing in sales leaders who have been around a while, then they're going to tend to want to use what's worked for them. And again, thinking about what are the traits of sales enablement? How do we approach sales managers? It has to be collaboration. You have to really understand their experience and recognize their experience and recognize their wins and work with them and say, well, actually, this is another way to look at it, or this is something you could, and maybe you can't get them to do every single thing you want to do straight away, but helping them to see the value as well as recognizing what they've done before, I think it's really important. For anybody who is listening now and really wants to upskill in that area of sales manager enablement and the collaboration with sales managers, are there any resources you can recommend to our listeners who want to upskill in that space? There's loads of books. I'm reading one actually at the moment, Daniel Pink, To Sell is Human, which really gives you an overview of what is sales at all. And I think really helps you to understand the sales leader and sales rep. As sales enablement professionals, we have to, at every juncture, demonstrate that understanding. A little easier for me because I've done the role. And so when I talk to them, I'm always bringing examples of, this is what I did when I did it, when I was in the role. If you haven't got the experience, you need to be able to demonstrate that you really do understand, ask the questions. And, and I keep saying this, but recognize what they've done and what they do. And sometimes the great things that they're doing. And be able to, or be willing to, amend what you do in order to fit with what they're doing. There's a balance. It can't be just we sit in a room by ourselves and create a program and then say, right, do that, deliver that. That, in my experience, is not the way to go. Philip, on that note, thank you so much for joining today. If any of our listeners want to connect with you online and continue the conversation, where can they find you? 
Well, I'm on LinkedIn, surprisingly. So Philip with one L dot Stanley, you'll find me right there. Excellent. Thank you so much for joining, Philip. Thanks a lot for you. It's great talking to you. Next time on The State of Sales Enablement. While product training will always be needed, the best performing companies realize that prospects typically conduct significant research online before meeting with a salesperson and as a result are no longer reliant on the salesperson for information. So the primary focus of these companies' training initiatives is on improving the selling skills of their salespeople so that they can have meaningful business dialogues with their prospects. <laughs>